0: Welcome to episode three of the Rugby Bits and Pieces. We're having a bit of a fun one today, and uh, I'm joined by Cooks and Tyler. Gents, welcome back. Yeah, been quite a fun segment, and <laughs> we have a bit of an entertaining one coming our way now. We are going to go through the Rugby World Cup 2023 qualified teams, and we are going to list why they will either win the World Cup or will not win the World Cup. And by list, I mean we each going to give one one little vibe. I, I'm 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 sure I'll have an exit strategy on a couple of them. For some of the tier two sides, we we can decide whether they're going to make it out the pool or if they're going to win a game or anything like that. So that's Sean, what what's um,
1: yes. Sorry, is are we considering Wales as tier two or just the planets? <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that is
2: the end of our um of all yes. of our views at, at Wales. It was great yes. being there, what, the 20th best podcast in Wales.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We've got to buy oh cooks, that is sensational. <laughs> I think Wales are a little far down the list. We'll get to that later. I need to think of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a way to start. Oh, right. Oh, well. On that sensational bombshell. Um just for the record, um, to all of the Dragons fans that do listen, three-quarters of the Rugby Bits podcast do support you. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely one of them. Cooks, we're going to have to – you know what? We, we must organize. We must organize an away trip, all of us, into, go to Wales, and we go, uh, we go record a podcast from, uh, from a Dragons game. I think we'll have to do it. It's the only way Cooks is going to make it up to, to anyone. Right. The way I've got this list set up is quite interesting. We've got a couple of uh, no-brainers up front. But Cooks, no, Tala, I'm going to start with you. Tala, I'm going to go. Cooks, you must jump in straight afterwards. Why are France winning the World Cup?
2: Uh, Most consistent team for the last four years and the team with the most all-round depth.
1: Hmm. Um, Playing at home and... um, I think, yeah, most all-round depth as well and a freaking intern in to point.
0: Yeah. Mine, uh, mine is, uh, is playing at home, but also the, the way they've built up to this, it's, it just makes sense. It's very Springboks 2007 about it. On the other, se- other end of the coin, other end, right, I'll try that again sometime soon in the future, but Tyler, why are France not winning the World Cup?
2: they can't, or their matchup against South Africa is the worst matchup for them. So South Africa makes things awkward for them because obviously with most other teams, they can almost bully them with obviously their big players. South Africa, obviously they match them, if not um, exceed them in that respect. So if it's a quarterfinal against South Africa, that's when I'm I'm 50-50 with that game. But I can see how that either... They can be taken out by a quarterfinal against South Africa, or the the effort they have to ex, ex- like to to get out in order to beat South Africa in a quarterfinal will take them out in the semifinal. So the reason they won't, or they might not win, or they won't win is the Springboks and they and they pack of eight.
1: Yeah, I think it's for me. It's yeah that they're in the tough tough side of the draw. I think also Ireland if they do come against Ireland, Ireland has got an attack to, to to sort of open them up. France, this game is built a lot on how good their defence is and an amazing job Sean Edwards has done in the last four years. That I think Ireland, if you look at that first half in this year, probably still the game of the year, were able to open them up and rip them to shreds. And I think Ireland do back themselves to be able to open up the French. And I think if they if you meet in a quarter final and I and um and I think Ireland will back themselves to open up and and beat them. So I think and plus, obviously, the springboks, the, the juggernaut the the, 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 the box are. So, so I think if France don't win, it'll be due to just being on the, just the tough, tough side of the draw.
0: I feel the same reason why they're going to win it is also probably why they're going to lose it, and that's because they're playing at home. I feel their home crowd are going are gonna to work them if they start struggling. Um, yo, those whistles. Yo, man, imagine. Imagine a f- stole-out Stade Francais hating on your own, your own team. <laughs>
2: Also, the Joe Meltdown,
0: it's, it's been four good
1: years. French just Juice, something happened. Can't believe you went there.
0: Yeah.
2: So um, it's
1: true, though.
2: Yeah. yeah they had true. that. Remember the Australia 12 in that last minute where they had the game, and then was it Saran? I can't remember who it was who passed the ball to no one, and then Australia like picked the ball up and went to go score. So I think they've had at least one out of their system. And then Dulan with um, that game against Scotland where he didn't want to kick the ball out.
1: Well, that is true. So yeah, like,
2: they've had enough <laughs> just to, to spice things up. I think they, yeah, let's hope for their sakes it's out of their system.
1: Tell her, I mean, like, yeah. Galtier getting fired mid tournament, things like that, like being
0: mid tournament. That, that was I mean 2015, two, eh?
1: Don't, don't tell him about knock ons and, and and you know, I'm talking like girls just walking out or Bernard Laporte coming back from nowhere just been like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being president <laughs> from jail. <None> of <laughs> team. Yeah, exactly. Like like you know, that's like to lose or releasing players now for the World Cup. Like I'm something <laughs> that's what they, <laughs> in the big that I mean Mark Livermont in twenty eleven was basically fighting for his job the whole tournament and ends up in a final.
2: <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he didn't have this job. He didn't a yeah, coach in the finals. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, is, yeah, that oh. is true. Yeah, that is true. But just don't mention the words Craig Joubert" in France. It's going to end well for you. Yes, or Scotland.
2: Dussertois <laughs> was yeah, player of the Scotland. year and coach of the year in that year.
1: I've still never seen someone win player of the year for, win, for having one great quarterfinal. Like, I mean, one great final. <laughs> like, his one his one game in the final was better than each, every, the whole of Rugby Nation's whole season. It's like, you're so good in that day. You're like, there's no one who's played better than this consistently the whole year. Than this one man's 80 minutes.
0: Oh, if France gets us started off with such a lively conversation, I tell you, the the All Blacks are going to really fire things up. Cooks, <laughs> you 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 can lead with this one now that you're so warm, and and I'm not sure how you're going to burn the dragons in this, but why are New Zealand winning this?
1: Oof. It's just, it's, I, I think if they do win the World Cup, it's going to be Bowdoin Barrett, Richemonga, and and Geordie Barrett sort of turning it on for all tournament long. I still think this, this all black side's best bet at winning is to sort of throw the the game around and go a hundred percent pure all blacks and just, yeah, pretty much outskill everyone and outpace everyone the way they played against the first 20 minutes, or the 80 minutes probably the blueprint is as to how they can win the world cup. I just don't, I don't think they're not as structurally sound or the pack isn't as as good as, i say, 2015 they were just dominant all over, I think now their biggest trait is 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 their ball players. And I think if they forwards can sort of just do enough to allow their backline to Cook, they're going to be a very, very, very hard side to stop.
2: Because one of Brodie Retallick or Adi Sevier is player of the tournament. So building on Cook's point, basically, if those forwards can at the very least basically perform like they performed on Saturday and match you know, the, the South Africans, the islands, the France's, you know, the sky's the limit. And I think then you can make an argument that either Retellick or a White Clock or Scott Barrett or Adi Sevier basically becomes player of the tournament because of
0: that. Okay. And why aren't they going to win it, Cooks? <laughs> Ian Foster. Simple <laughs> <Something like> as that. <laughs>
1: he's he's, he's going to pick a terrible team from time to time. Like, it's just... Like or, or Joe Schmidt, contrary, I think Ian Foster is probably holding the side back. Even though side has been four years of them sort of struggling and sort of being all over the place, but um, I think Ian Foster is probably going to be the, the the biggest hindrance. Um, yeah, just in terms of combinations, like Tyler said, just pick your best. Like the team that plays on the, against the, the Springboks, they need to play almost every single game, and no time to be mixing and matching combinations. And I think. The combinations is where they might lose it, whether it's um, in the forwards, or you know, just yeah, like he decides to just like or Sean says, stick with the record thirteen, which you probably will by now, or or find more ways to push Sean off. But yeah, I think Ian Foster, if they do, it's it's going to be on the on the coaches, unless he's basically planning the world's big world's greatest swan song after being uh, being bashed by his home country and, turn, and leaving and leaving with the World Cup as a farewell and leave me alone
2: i think they play down to the opposition and play up to the oppositions somewhat so they're the out of the four teams they're the most likely to lose to like england or fiji or australia coming from the other side of the group but my more serious reason is that surely guys we haven't been like we've seen four years of people being played out of positions like. If they win, this just throws rugby out of the toilet or into the toilet actually because you have a flyer playing at fullback, you have a wing playing at centre, you have a fullback playing at centre, you have, um, you might have a lock playing at flank. You know, all of these things. You have Dane Coles, question mark. Like those things, they can't win without having that consistent team. So the reason why they won't win is their their match day 23 still doesn't make sense
0: yeah, tell me about it. I was actually going to go with Dane Coles. I think uh, the more they play him, <laughs> the more chance they've got of not winning it. Right. So three more teams make up this group. Um, little outliers, but uh, Italy, Uruguay, Namibia, Cooks. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you in with uh, with Italy, and then uh, we can discuss them, and then we'll we'll go through Uruguay, Namibia. But Cooks, are Italy gonna win it?
1: No, and the thing is, due to the horrific game management at times, watching it try close a rugby <laughs> game hurts. Like just like I don't know, like it's like they don't, they don't know win games. It's just like they'll be fantastic, fantastic for seventy minutes, lead, and then one of the scrum halves is just like going to refuse to box kick. They're going to refuse to kick to the corner. They are just like the game management at the end is going to cost them dearly, and and they could get hurt against the French, as, and especially in the all The
2: Reason why they will win is they, high key have a very good record against France. Like, they seem to just give them a very tough match. Like, they, they've, you know, comparatively, they haven't really lost by too much against them. I don't know if it's also because France feels like, no, we should outrun these people, and that plays into Italy's chaos ball, but... You know, I could see them actually having good games against France and New Zealand. They're like almost the perfect teams for them to play, um, because they, yeah, they aren't. Um, you know, they they don't really go into sort of the more traditional structure play that you know South African Island would do.
0: Okay. Oof. Okay, so I assume with Uruguay and Namibia, we'll we'll be discussing why they're going to make it out the group. Tala, I'll I'll start with you, and then Cooks can jump in. Why are Uruguay going to make it out the group and why aren't they?
2: (laughs) Look, why they will is um, Santiago Arata, who's, you know, you can make an argument. He's maybe what the top five scrum offs in the world. I think he'd, be, you know, have a good argument for that. But yeah, he's brilliant. He's, I mean, you know, almost like a, a Latino DuPont in some ways. Like he's really, really good. And yeah, they've, I mean, in terms of, you know, like in that lower ranking of tier two teams, they've been sort of the one rising up, um, one of the ones that are rising up the most. So they, they, they're they doing quite well. The reason why they won't win, obviously, they, 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 those reasons are quite obvious. It's a very tough group and all that sort of stuff. But I wouldn't be too surprised. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they managed to beat Italy somehow. Cooks?
1: Oh, I just think um, with, the, with Namibia, like for them to make it out there, you, oh, they're gonna need to find on Suzy who sort of food poisoned the All Blacks <laughs> the 95 World Cup and ask her to do a job on uh, on on on, it, on the rest of the group and just um yeah and sort of uh, and sort of make away. But I think um I, I do think they will. I think they have a good World Cup. I, mean, I, I see Matthew has joined them. Manu has obviously been the coach. I think I, th- I think they'll have a, a decent showing out. I think they'll be targeting that Italy game, and I think um, we'll be hoping to sort of leave some sort of some sort of upset there. I think for them beating Italy, if that be, that will be that's that's they that's their big win. yeah. Because I think yeah, I just, oh, just can't see them not getting hurt against
0: Austra- uh, France and New Zealand. Oh, there's going to be some damage done there. I think it's. Pretty much uh, set that uh, New Zealand and France will go through there. We're just not sure quite what order. Right. Pool B. Now, this one gets fun. South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, Romania. I think we'll deal with South Africa, Ireland, and Scotland individually, and then we can tackle Tonga and Romania together. But, oh, Tyler, South Africa, how how are they going to win it? And what is going to stop them from winning it? And then, Cooks, you can jump in after.
2: Okay, reason why they win it is they have the best knockout rugby, you know, game plan or team in in, in, in world rugby at the moment. They've got the scrum, they've got the set piece, they've got the rolling mall, they've got a good sort of um, aerial game, they're good with the kick chase, they're great with their defense, they can put pressure on you, they don't make many mistakes, they make you make the risks, you know, it's the perfect mixture for um, tournament rugby, so that's why you know South Africa has seen. You know, is I think the team. If you ask the other big teams which teams they don't want to face, it's probably South Africa for that reason. It's going to be a tough game to 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 try and beat them. They're very they're the hardest team to beat out of the you know the top tier nations. You know, I, I'm not saying that they're impossible to beat, but it takes a lot more to beat them than it would, you know, arguably even France or Ireland. And the reason why they won't win is they're not consistent. I can't trust South Africa to put in three good performances in a row. Um, And maybe they'll need even four good performances in a row because I think if South Africa has to face France in a quarterfinal, I, I know I said earlier that France is a bad matchup for South Africa, but South Africa trying to beat France in the quarterfinal of a home World Cup to France. I think I was saying this to Cooks on Twitter. That's not happening. You know, for someone that watches the WWE a lot like I do, I know when, you know, the the producers at the back can 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 change a match somehow. So there will be angles upon angles of hits and rucks and non-tries and knock-ons and head-high hits and everything that will come out if France is under risk of not making the last two weeks of the World Cup. So Zayfka has to face New Zealand in a quarterfinal. That's not a great matchup for them. But if they face France, this is not going to work. But even if they beat someone in the quarterfinal, I can't trust them to have three good matches in a row. Like, they haven't shown that pretty much throughout the Ninaba era. I don't have much reason to think it will change now.
1: Oh, it was pretty much to win it. I think they will, I think, yeah, Tyler mentioned a whole bunch, but I think for me, it's the sort of the X factor they're adding to their attack. We know how good the the pack is, and the amount of pressure they they're putting on. But I think the X factor they have in their attack now they're sort of adding is such a massive weapon because they will, in the words of Rasmus, fuck teams up physically most in, <laughs> on most days. And then now to be able to add, oh, especially like, especially the way like Willa Rouge playing, Damien Willemson, Curtly Orange the guys coming through that, and Martin Labock adding a massive, massive dimension to their attack. I do think that um, that will be the X factor. That this will be slightly different from 2019, and that's something that's, that's definitely strengthened in the Springboks. And there's been enough, enough glimpses against Australia and New Zealand to show that our attack is evolving, and, and it's evolving enough to, to for us to be able to, to score points in the World Cup in those knockout games. And sort of even if we do get a little bit of a shootout, we do have the weapons to sort of the, the weapons to sort of perform and sort of match those sides. And for us to, not to win the World Cup, Andre Pollard's fitness. That's probably the biggest cloud having the Springboks is, is Andre Pollard's fitness. I think we know what he does bring to the side. And and I think, you know, goal kicking, kicking wise, and just experiencing a level here. And I think for, Minderbock I think is massive for the Box, but I love the option of having him as the backup, something completely different. But I think for the way the Box play, a lot of it is dependent on hundred fitness. And I think he's probably the, the missing piece of the Cogna hasn't as he has with him, obviously not playing and hasn't played for a while for the spring box and hasn't played international rugby for a while. So it's actually going to be interesting how he gets back and we know how, how, how great he looked for, for less of the season. So him coming back is so, so crucial for the spring box.
0: Yeah, I believe while we will win, it is uh, is we don't have a we have about two or three game plans we can use against you. So I think prepping for the Springboks is going to be one of the things that will probably undo a few teams. And the reason why we-, we, yeah, I think so. I think we've got a couple. We've been adding layers. We've got a couple options we can run it. We can bring out the kicking game. We haven't brought out the kicking game in in what this year, but a whole bunch of last year as well. So yeah, I think we we've got we've got options. We've got other other weapons. Um, and the reason why we won't win it is, I, th- I feel we're a game a game and a half short of the World Cup. I wish we had another 160 minutes, 120 minutes extra to play. Tala, after you abused me there, um, Ireland. Win I just lot- asked a question,
2: <laughs> but okay, let's start with the negative with Ireland. Okay, let's okay, let's start with the positive. The reason why they will is I'm so sick and tired of hearing the whole quarterfinals joke. Like it's so unoriginal. It's yeah, I, it's it's one of those like you you get to a point now where you're like okay we get it they don't they can't make out of quarterfinal. I mean, obviously a lot of it's been their fault. And this time, it really won't be their fault if they're beaten by one of the four best teams in the world. But, yeah, I really hope that we are spared from just the same narratives, man. So if Ireland can make it out of a quarterfinal, I'd be pretty happy with that, just for that reason. But, yeah, obviously, and I'm sure Cooks and Sean, you can talk about it, there's a lot to love about Ireland in terms of just how they set themselves up, their attacking game, their kicking game. And, yeah, I think... That win against France, especially in the Six Nations earlier this year, showed, and even arguably this win against South African New Zealand last year, shows that they have the maturity to really go, you know, go through hurt and adversity, as Andy Farrell says, to win a game. Reason why they won't win is, yeah, see, please see above on Pool A and B and the draw. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be t- if it's France. I don't think they win it. I think France is a bad matchup for them. If it's New Zealand, I still believe they can tear New Zealand apart. Yeah. They's they probably have to go through France to win the World Cup. And I can't see them doing it, unfortunately. And obviously they probably out of the four out of the big four teams, they probably have the least depth. So obviously losing, you know, a Sexton, you know, if he's once he finishes his politeness school a doris Orion, that matters a lot more to them
1: i think i'll, I'll start positive i'm a, I'm in a good mood today um <laughs> i think i think the reason why they'll win it is structurally Ireland's probably the best team in the world the attack structure is oh geez, it's I, I i could watch them it, it's beautiful to watch and and it's so hard to 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 replicate because there's so many factors there and it's sort of they were probably the only way they wanted to, they're the only side they can play the way they do. It's just when it comes together, it's like a beautiful symphony and um, it's very good to watch. And I think that structure and I think the Springboks, they showed a different side to it. Where So I thought the Springboks, what they did very well was putting them under pressure in the breakdown. I thought maybe they could collapse, but they sort of the kicking game sort of came through and they showed a different, another way where they can, where they can beat you. And they also adjust very well. I mean, they lost, if you look at the other pick against the All Blacks having lost that first test struggling with Aaron Smith's ability to hit the third, fourth runner they adjusted to it. And then also rose to the occasion in the last test to probably put together their best performance other than the one against France in the last four years. So I think that's what will help them win for them to lose the world cup is Johnny Sexton. And it's twofold. One, he shouts at another referee and swears at them. (laughs) Two, I don't know if Johnny Sexton can stay fit for a month and a half into six, seven games. Yeah. You'll need him for about seven games, probably. And like that's my only concern, with Johnny Six. And he's always due travel, niggles a head knock or something. And it's and that's for Ireland, it's it's as important as important as Andre Pollard from the Springboks. I, I I still feel Johnny Six is probably the most important player in World Rugby because if he doesn't play, yes, there's the Crowleys, there's the Ross 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 Byrne, but Ireland, that, that system just does not work as well without Sexton in the way he combines and pulls things together. For Johnny Sexton, for me, he's, if he's, if he's the big, big key for Ireland.
2: Can I yeah. just interject quickly? Um, if I'm Ireland, Sexton only plays the Romania and the South Africa pool games. He gets a week off for Scotland. You, you need to be able to beat Scotland or get whatever results you need to get from Scotland with Ross Byrne or Jack Crowley. And then he only plays those two games, and then he's fresh for the quarter, semis, and finals. He might be rusty, but at the very least, he's fresh. I think at this stage, you have to prioritize him being fresh than him, you know, having a lot of minutes under his belt.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I can't add too much more to that. Right, Scotland. So uh Start with for Cooks. me. Yeah. No. 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 I'm gonna. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock this off first, and then, uh, and then we'll go to Cooks. So Scotland, Scotland are going to win the world cup. And I'm not talking about just getting out of the group. Scotland will win the world cup for one reason. And that's their KBA Huey Pilatu vibe. Like they just want to run all day and, uh, they've got a little bit of forwards to, uh, to, to keep going. But I think if their midfield strikes, like we've seen them strike, they're going to absolutely really dominate. Um, and if they can keep that together, uh, the whole way flip will be sensational. The reason why they don't win the World Cup is because the man that should be playing 15 is going to be on the end of a microphone and not on the field. So Stuart Hogg retiring is the reason why they won't win the World Cup. Cooksey. So the the reason I think Scotland's going to win the World Cup without talking about
1: Finn Russell, this is going to be very hard to do.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hope he signs for
1: Dragons one day. I really do. That's that's the only time I'll support the dragons. <laughs> the only time. Um I, I think for them it's like I think Sean hit the nail on the head, you took more on Upoludu. I think Scotland sort of falling in the similar to the All Blacks where uh, it's almost gonna be all out attack to to sort of and and, and they find a great balance in their background with 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 you there in the centers. I think the combination does them absolute wonders. And I think that's gonna be the, the big difference in them this year. Some, they haven't had a 12-13 combination like that, and I think it'll be a massive, massive, massive difference. And I think also home conditions, I mean, I mean Furnace has played in France. He knows the conditions, so I think that'll suit them well. The reason they won't win the World Cup is some sort of bar in France will cause disarray <laughs> because players are drinking. <laughs> and then Gregor Townsend's going to drop like four or five players, and then it's going to be chaos. And the other reason why they won't win the World Cup is the fact they don't play they don't play England, possibly until the semi-final. The, Scotland can't string. Scotland's got one great performance in them, and we've seen them this year. And I think the they've not. I, I can see them having a great performance against Springbok, Say maybe or because Ireland beating one of those two, and then going to lose to Tonga. That's unfortunately they're not. They can't string together. They can't string together good. Great performances week in, week out, but they can definitely string together great benders week in, week out. And you've seen that in the bigger towns in the area.
0: <laughs> and as you mentioned, Finn knows a couple of bars. Oh, yeah, oh, 100%. Goodness.
1: I'd love to be in the Scotland camp with Finn. Oh, man, we'd have a great time in France. You'll take me to a place where you find all the best cold ones. And I know you'll take me just out of the capitals run on a Friday.
0: Tala.
2: <laughs> oh. <Tyler>. So, <laughs> just on the rugby side, Scotland has a very underrated defense. Like their defense has been consistently the strongest defense in the Six Nations the last four seasons if I'm not mistaken or something close to that. So shout to Steve Tandy for that. Like they really make you work in order for you to score tries. They're yeah, I think they've got a good structure and they that doesn't really give teams a lot um it doesn't give teams a lot. So That game against South Africa versus Scotland will really test that um, South African um, sort of newfound attack. Andre Pollard is going to be probably a bit rusty. He hasn't really played in this sort of the new age spring box, if I can put it like that, because the evolution started when he left the team. So he might not be necessarily as comfortable with, you know, us sort of trying to play a little bit more of a heads up type of um, style in that case. You know, there's, there's some ingredients there for a, 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 an ambush for Scotland against um, South Africa in the first game. If Scotland can convince themselves that the Springboks are playing in white instead of green, that, that will make it better as well. And then, yeah, I mean, we've mentioned all the reasons not to. Look, Cooks, I think there's also a big reason why they can't. Cooks has had a bad run with his sports teams and his sports players for the last like, few months and years. I, yeah, I can't see an ending with Finn <laughs> Russell here, unfortunately.
1: Tyler, that hurts. That, that, key, yeah, but it's true. Kicker, man. It is very, very true. Very, very true. It's not a good omen for so the spring box as well. We put it that way as well.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, to be serious though, very quickly, yeah, I just can't see Scotland being able to beat three of the top five or two of the, sorry, two of the, or oh, three of the top four in the next yeah, in like over seven, eight weeks, maybe one, two is a struggle. Like, yeah, like Cook said, I can definitely see a win against the box. We're
0: all in disarray. They lose to Tonga. Okay. Now Tonga Romania, reasons why they are going to get out of the pool. Um, I think Tonga in order for them to get out of the pool, is if um, Ireland and South Africa take the game half-heartedly with a, with a, a side that's not switched on, because we know they're going to run some dirt trackers there. Scotland is touch and go. Yeah, so I think Tonga could make it out of, out of the pool if South Africa and Ireland are too busy focused on, uh, on, on everyone else. Um, Tonga not making it out of their pool, probably because they've got all the stars and they just haven't got any, anything to gel. Romania, I can't even think about how they could make it out of the pool. To be very frank, <laughs> um, but uh, they could possibly squeeze in a win over Tonga, and that's because they're too focused on on the other three to try and to try and bag a win. But yeah, Tala, you you jump in on on the bottom two of that uh, group B.
2: Just very quickly, Romania. I mean, uh, if you watch the Squid Rugby previews, he's obviously really good at that. Shout out to Squidge. Romania apparently, or not apparently, they have a really, really, really good um, rolling mall and like, you know, they're they're sort of close combat, like, you know, rolling mall scrums and and, and stuff is really, really good. And they've added an attacking game to that as well. So you could see, again, like, unfortunately for our poor Scottish listeners, there is a world where you can be like, after 30, 40 minutes, what's going on here? I could definitely see that happening just because they will bring it up front. And like you said, you know, playing the second teams of Ireland and South Africa and Scotland, like, there's a chance that Romania can at least shake the table against one of them. Cooks, maybe you can talk about Tonga?
1: I think I mean, Tonga and Romania from in the same boat, especially more as Tonga. This group reminds me a lot of the Springboks group in 2015 with Japan and Scotland, where... We might see you could possibly see three sides on three wins, and because say Scotland could throw, but Scotland by beating Ireland or even the Springboks does sort of shake things up, and then Tonga could sort of do something. So for someone like Tonga, they can actually almost just like creep their way in, but just just because everyone in the group is actually beating each other, and I think that's probably and then, and Romania, that's probably their best chance of making it because yeah, I do think there's going to be an upset in that pool. I think that pool is too. Too too, too, too dangerous for for the not to, for for the apple cars to fall. I mean, all the springboks in Ireland can just make it very, very boring and just beat everyone. But um, but I, I do think there's going to be some sort of upsets <laughs> in the pool, and then sort of um, Tonga, sort of can, or even Romania can sort of creep their way through.
0: Oh, fun! Well, I mean, now that we've got through the serious side of Rugby World Cup 2023, we can actually get to the fun side. So, pool C and D. <laughs> <laughs> So the
2: barbie Uh, side of the, of the pools, not the Oppenheimer side.
0: Yes. So for, for those, for those um, (laughs) uh, fans that listen to us that uh, are are based in Europe. So we've just finished the champions cup. We're now going to go to the challenge cup. Okay. So pool (laughs) C and pool D. Right. So, um, your (laughs) pool C, Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, Portugal, Tala, let's, let's, get you going with a bit of Wales, uh, the yes and the no on them, and then Cooks, you can jump in. And making them out
2: of the pool. Okay, so Wales making out of the pool.
0: <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you rate them,
2: You rate their chances <laughs> against Fiji, maybe getting a win there. I mean, they just got beaten by Georgia, so it's not good in that respect. Australia, they've turned the tide there with their record against them. Uh, can they beat Portugal? Uh, oh so it's a bit touchy, touch and go there. Yeah, I I can't put any hopes on Wales doing anything further than maybe a quarter final. Um,
0: yeah, is that your positive? The only
2: re- <laughs> that's my positive. <laughs> the only reason why I'm, I I wouldn't fully go and bet if if I was a betting person. The reason why the only reason why I wouldn't go and fully bet on Wales not making out of the group is because Georgia and Fiji. I would love for them to have a few more games under their belt against top-tier opposition because it'll be pretty much almost do or die for them in those games. And they obviously don't play as many games against top-tier opposition than um, Wales does. But yeah, it's it's so there for them. Like that team is, in the words of Shaquille O'Neal, barbecue chicken alert. Like there is, it's you can see someone cooking them to absolute bits and guess what Phil Wales' first game is? Against Fiji. Yeah, so you can definitely see it falling into pieces very quickly. So, look, if you look at Africa 2003, and they seem to be doing a bit of a style draw vibes here, um, we at least beat Samoa. So that's the hope that Wales can have, that they made it out of the group and then got thrashed in the quarterfinals.
1: I <laughs> Wales to win it, I think... Gatlin, Warren Gatlin is very, very good in knockout rugby, besides when he gets the semifinals. But I mean, he is very, very good in, in the way they play. I mean, like you always say, when they play the spring box, they're one of the few sides that can almost outbox the box, the way that they're disciplined in the kicking game, sort of putting pressure on the opposition. I think that's a way for them, especially in the knockout stages where they can put teams under pressure. I think that they still have the likes of Bigger and they still have Half Penny there, so they, they they still can put the opposition under pressure with with their kicking play and with what they pack. And I think they'll definitely be looking to do that. I think knockout rugby does tend to suit them. So I think that's their best way, their best way to win after they get through the group stages. And the opposite of a of a previous chat is they are on the, eas- the easier side of the pool and they can fancy themselves against an England or Argentina in the quarters. And the reason why they won the, the, the World Cup, they've got five players in their training camp side. They play for the Dragons. That's going to sort of hinder their progress. <laughs> those guys are going to sort of, you know, just carry them. You can't come last. In, you can't come second last in the URC and then rock up in a World Cup final. So those guys um, will, um, yeah, those, those those Dragonites there sort of could, could, could bring could bring the party down.
0: Yes, yeah, he also the coaching. my. Yeah, you just stole my reason why. Um, <clears throat> why You stole one of my reasons. So Wales, I think quite simply, Warren Gatlin is going to spring back 2019, everybody with just kicking for days and just keeping it like so simple. Um, and uh, by keeping it so simple, everyone gets to, to buy in. So that's the reason why they're going to make it out the group. Um, the reason why they won't make it out the group is because they don't have enough Dragons players in their side, but uh, Cook stole my thunder. I'll kick things off with our favorites, the Wallabies and Eddie Jones. Australia are going to win the World Cup because of Eddie Jones. That is just simply the reason why they'll win it. He is going to mastermind something somewhere, somehow, and he has the ability to do it for multiple games, and they have the ability to go on and do it for him. The reason why they won't win the World Cup is Salma Karevi uh, is injured somewhere along the line. They need him the whole way, nonstop. Cooks, I'm going to lean straight back on you, um, the Aussies.
1: Yeah, just I think. You're, you're still on my one as well. I think Eddie Jones is the ah, big back. key in winning the, the World Cup. I think it's not surprising for me, like Eddie Jones can sort of see them, uh, see themselves. I think also under Eddie Jones, I think the World Cup gives him more games, gives them more time for them spending together, to together together each other. And I think he'll fancy himself to beat Wales and to beat, Sort of Fiji and Georgia, and then knock off. I'm sure you'd love to play England in the quarterfinal. Knock off England. I mean, and Argentina beat them last week, but they do tend to play well against Argentina. And and I think he's got. He's, he's probably he, he probably have a plan for either one of the top four sides in the semi. And in a semi final, I'd hate to be playing Australia. So I think Eddie Jones is the key. And the reason why they won, win it is, is consistency. I mean, they are they are a fairly young side, and they've shown that inconsistency, like just. The last three years on a day raining I think that's what's going to hurt them. I mean, um, like we we saw them be horrific against the All Blacks, and then beat the Springboks three times out of five in the last three years. You are like, where did those performances come from? So I think consistency is gonna is gonna be their big big downfall again.
2: Yeah, I think you've mentioned most of it. There's still a very good team in there somewhere in there, and the reason why they could win the or they will win the World Cup is their 23. Hasn't really played with each other, which is maybe a disadvantage. So we haven't really, at one time, seen all of their good players play together. And yeah, maybe there's something that can be cooked up there. Yeah, I'm I'm slowly selling off my Eddie Jones stock. Um, I, I don't I don't know if I would put him as reason number one, but we haven't really seen you know a, t- a time where you know Hooper, uh, Valentini you know, that sumo wrestler from La Rochelle, uh, Slipper, Tupou, Bell, you know, Cooper, Kerevi, know Pitaia, say you know, all of those players have all played at the same time. So that could be the reason why. The reason why they won't is you can't fire a coach a year before the World Cup and win. And I need to run my Dave Rennie agenda. So I need Australia to make a... An exit stage right um, at the end of the World Cup uh, at the end of the quarterfinals Ooh, interesting,
0: interesting. Okay, um, finishing off. I don't know how you guys want to do this. You want to tackle Fiji, Georgia, Portugal at once
2: uh, let's stop let's stop with Portugal quickly because Fiji and Georgia is quite interesting.
0: yeah you go Look, you, Portugal Kali, you you run yeah. those three and then and then we can jump in.
2: Yeah, look, Portugal is just very in a big, unfortunate group. Um, just, I think, considering, you know, like, just this, the, the four teams all have a big chance in making it. And they're all probably, I mean, Cooks, I think this could be the group where, you know, there's three or four three or four teams even that have three wins in a row. So um, this could, this would be the team to obviously run up the score against. So... Yeah, that might be a bit of a problem. But Portugal, they did pretty well against Georgia, I think, in the in the in the in the Rugby Europe Championship this year, if I'm not mistaken. So they ran them quite close. So maybe Georgia Portugal won't be a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear what you guys think as to whether Georgia or Fiji has the better chance. I'll make the argument for Georgia. They've played together longer. They've had more Games against um, top tier opposition. I mean, by like one or two, but it makes a difference. I think they ultimately have the best player out of the two teams, Davin Niniashvili. I would back him against any of the other Fijian players, honestly. It seems like the Fijian players are all being called back by their um, French clubs any, anyway. And, you know, they obviously have, we know how good the Georgian um, forwards are up front. And we know now that the Georgian backs have been really good, but they also, they've been really good at their kicking game, which they showed against Wales and Cardiff. There's no reason why they can't beat um, Wales. They, have, they, can't, they can't really figure out Fiji. It's almost a, a really bad matchup for them. And it's good maybe that they have Australia first. It could be a way of catching Australia out cold. Or yeah, you can just get it out the way, then you can focus on the two matches. So the last two matches is Wales and Fiji, so that is obviously where they can make their money.
1: Yeah, I think Tyler's, uh, knows it's spot again. I think yeah, Portugal. I think yeah, just just also a really tough group for them. But they they will probably sort of look to steal a win against Georgia or Fiji. Georgia, I think for me the big the big key for them is the is their balance. Now they're a lot more balanced than they used to be. They used to be very packed pack heavy and in the back line sort of just let them down. But now they've got a great balance and they've shown the results and their rugby has grown. And I think that, that motivation of 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 wanting to to show that they do belong in the six nations and especially when they come against Wales is something that will be very key. I think Fiji, we know how good their backs are. We know the firepower they have. But I think what's going to hinder them is the fact that they're still struggling to find a 10. And um, Ben Volo has had many cracks at it, but I still think they need a 10 to sort of marshal that incredible back line together. And, and um, yeah, so I think that, that'll that be the one thing that hurts Fiji not having a 10, but they still can definitely, definitely cause a splash. And plus, if you, I saw that video of them walking up that hill as a team. Anyone who walks up that hill in, in, in those conditions <laughs> is able to at least make it a quarterfinal of the World Cup.
0: Sure, no-brainer. And they were all uh, bound together, which makes stuff a lot worse. Okay, Pool C wrapped up. Final pool in the Challenge Cup, England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, Chile. England, right. So I reckon the reason why England don't win the World Cup is just because there's just been so many changes and so many squads named. No one knows whether they're coming or going. It's an absolute shit show. Half the guys don't have their passports sorted because they don't believe they're in the squad. I think that's the reason why they don't. The reason why they do win it is momentum. They could quite easily win every single game in the group and then cruise into a semifinal on the biggest high they've ever been on in their life. So that's the reason why I think they're going to win or lose. Tala, let us know your pills of wisdom.
2: Okay. reason why England wins, I think out of the the... The, the 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 Challenge Cup side of the World Cup, they ooh it's a it's a, it's a tight one, but I think they still have the the most world class players um, in in their in their stocks. Ellis Genge, Toje, maybe make an oh, argument for Jamie George. We're still Mike making Farrell. an argument for Courtney Laws, <laughs> Owen, Farrell. Owen Farrell. Of Thank course, you. I was going to say that. Wow, um, making Freddie sure Stewart. She did first. <laughs> I was going to go through it from from number one to number fifteen. Pretty <laughs> Stewart as well so five let's say four or five players that are world-class i can't i don't think australia wales or argentina can say that so they still have the best raw material obviously they're england so they should be able to you know at the very least just on talent alone be able to beat you know the teams that they face up until the semi-final at the very least and then in the semi final yeah, anything can happen and like sean said there's a for both of the top two teams yeah there's a decent you know it's a bit more hunger games and group in pool c but there's a there's an a way for those four teams to go through and they face england faces Argentina in the first game they can make a run from there the reason why they won't win is i don't know if england knows what they're good at yet like there's not one aspect of the game that you can say okay england is the experts in that like Australia, I think, has a similar problem, but you can say maybe their attack once Eddie Jones lets them loose a little bit more. You can say for Argentina that they're just ridiculous in the counter attack. What is England good at? I don't think it's scrumming. I don't think it's the lineouts. I don't think it's attack. I don't think it's defence. I don't think it's kicking. So what is it? I think, yeah, I
1: think Tyler's with England, the point he made about Australia is how I feel about England is there's still a very good side there. And I still think, they're good enough to go to a World Cup final and potentially come back with a win, and um, and I and I think the fact that also they are underrated. I mean, sort of things have been quiet, slightly underrated. I think yeah, they're probably the best out of the 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 out of the the top tiers. Probably Ireland, France, South Africa, and the All Blacks and England's probably the best of of the rest. And I think they're still a side you don't you don't want to play come come out rugby time and, and, and that's I still think they're a very good side and and and, and i still think it's a side that you know a lot of turmoil has happened obviously last with with eddie jones leaving and steve Borthock coming in but and steve jo- steve borthick is also a very very good coach we've seen the work into the leicester and and how he turned that how he turned that ship around but yeah i still think it's a it's a very uh, there's still a very very good rugby side in there and it's a side that that can cause a massive splash especially how they can get momentum on the other side of the draw they, they, they back themselves to beat all those sides and find themselves in a, in a semi-final and then yeah anything can happen from there for mm. them not to win the World Cup is I still don't know if they know who's going to start at 10 are they going the Owen Farrell route and then you have Mane Tulagi at 12 but then again you're hoping for him to get injured basically the last 10 years of England rugby has basically been hoping for Mane to stay fit or they're going to go with Marcus Smith at ten and Farrell at twelve. Then who plays thirteen? So that's that's a big thing. Is like because you can't judge him from the Six Nations because they try to every single combination. And, and 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 now I wonder what is if does Steve Borthwick know what what combination they need to do? And I, I think he's got to settle on that now. Coming into the into the warm up games, I think he's sort of got to let those oaks cook and let them. If it's Farrell 10, 10 Farrell must play ten until the rest of the World Cup.
2: Look, I mean, Steve Borthwick can't even make a decision about his squad. Never mind, you know who's going to be in the last twenty-three. <laughs> so I'm not sure we're going to get a decision there. Look, I hope we wherever Borthwick lands, I think the best way for England to go far on this World Cup is to go and similar to Australia as well. Contrary side for Wales, but England Australia must just pick their teams around their best domestic teams, and then obviously add the really good players from the other teams around. Just say now, we're playing like Saracens. We're going to play exactly like Saracens. We're going to put Elliot Daly in. Buzowski, comeback boy. Uh, Jamie George and Makovunipola lead lead from the front. Like, play like Saracens. And then obviously add the obviously good players that you have from all of the other teams um, around as well. But that's the only way that you can get at least some form of cohesion and, you know, ability to really play well. Australia must do the same with the Brumbies as well, but yeah, Eddie Jones wants to pick more Rebels players than Brumbies players. (laughs) The Dragons of the South.
0: The Dragons of the South. Aussies love love a couple of Rebels. Um, Right, Japan. For me, Japan make it out the group purely based on their World Cup sort of highs that they've got in the last two tournaments. Uh, That's for me, how they make it out. They've, they've got, um, the guys on the field and they've just going to pull through. Um, the reason why they don't make it is just, frankly, they're just really in diabolical form. So I think that's probably how they, um, yeah, I, I, this could possibly be, um, a tournament for the old Japan, the one that we, we all remember, um, from back in the day. Cooks, what, what are your thoughts on Japan?
1: Yeah, I think they've gotten on the radar the last the last four years. I think obviously they're not hosting it, it's sort of sort of kind of forgotten about them. Um, and then I think what I, th- I think for them, I mean Jamie Jamie and Tony Brown is still an exceptional coaching group. I think for them is still they still play such beautiful beautiful rugby, and I and I, I and I feel like they will definitely target the Argentina game. I think like we will get to them. I think with just, with Japan the discipline will come through. It's, always been a, a well, geez, often not a concept after, after what after my college did on the weekend. Um, but they their discipline tends to be good. And I think um Jamie Joseph definitely will be cooking something and still a very, very tricky side to play. And I, and I think barring England, because I think with Japan everyone tries to dominate them physically. I think England's probably the only side they can. Argentina, they they sort of pack his, can be hidden the miss. It depends on what mood they're in. But I still think Japan can do something. But and and I think for them not to make it. I think their side, I don't think they're, they're probably as good as they were four years ago. Because sort of that side was built so nicely for them, the coming off the momentum of 2015 and then sort of rallied around that core group of players. And now a lot, a lot has changed since then. I'm interested to see with the, with the Japanese getting stronger. Yes, so the African fans, the Japanese league has gotten stronger. Um, what effect it will have on their players now and <laughs> and, and um, what it can do. But I, I, I do think the side is probably not as strong as they were in 2019.
2: Yeah, cooks. I can't even be too positive about it. To be honest, like yes, it's a weaker group, which is probably the reason why Japan make it out of their group and maybe make a knockout run. But it seems like the sun is set on you know them being, you know, a, a good surprise team. But they can at least take some hope in their performance last year. I mean, their performance this year happened great, but last year they ran the All Blacks close. Last year they you know beat Australia a pretty good. Game. Sorry. <laughs> in all that's clear, that's clear. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, they did pretty well against the French second team, which is probably as good as the teams are going to be facing now. So there is a, a good team there, but it seems like it's just been, yeah, it's just been going too long with Jamie Joseph, Michael Leach and the boys obviously have been playing for the best part of eight years and yeah, they're obviously going to start going down. If Kazuki Himeno can be you know, superhuman still. And, you know, up there in that conversation for, you know, best eighth men in the world or best loose forwards in the world, that's how they win. But yeah, I think it seems like it's, it's the end of that era. Cooks, let's go to Argentina. I think a bit of a, a another sleeper pick from this side of the draw. What are the, what are the reasons for you?
1: Well, Argentina tend to do well every eight years. I mean, I think that's the <laughs> that's the mm, omen. Like semifinals, and 2007 quarterfinal 2011 and then sort of flying again 20, 2015 and 2019 so this could be the year and i think um i think michael Checkers after the all the wallabies win said something so crucial that they were they were able to beat the wallabies in australia but, and without playing their best games So sort of so they, they still got a lot more to improve and i think i think they saw it is the balance now they have i think Creevy's massive in coming back i think he'll want to have a massive world cup and I think, yeah, I, I, I think the way they, they set up and the rugby they play, I think, and also Michael Checker and Tyler, you mentioned great guy to have him to come in for 18 months. And he's got such a great way of turning teams around. I know 2019 probably was three years too long for him, but you look at what he did with the Wallabies in 2015, after taking on t- 2014, I think you can have that same effect with this Argentinian side. And while they won the World Cup, Tyler, I think this is a story as old as time, discipline, discipline, and discipline. <laughs> like... That's what do you the mean? <laughs> that's the that's Argentina. Marcus Kremer
2: is so well behaved. Thomas Lavanini is an angel.
1: Thomas I don't think Thomas Lavanini's gotten a yellow card in his last two tests, so he's, on a, he's basically on a great run of discipline at the moment. <laughs> so, I, yeah, that's the problem, Argentina. It's it's, it's fantastic, fantastic run. Getting a, getting a big game, and then Lavanini or Kremer get a red card, and then the ship falls apart. And I, oh man, it's, it's, it's I, I, I want to say, on Anjima is the most frustrating thing in the world because they can be so good, so brilliant. They can beat any team in the world on the day and then they'll give a stupid yellow card and then lose 50 points a week after. And you think yourself, like, what is going on here? So discipline will be, that sort I think will hurt them.
2: Yeah, Cooks, I think you've nailed it um, fully. Look, the reason why, or my reason why they win the World Cup is they're the, out of that the the joke side of the draw they're the most consistent team of the four you know they've kept their coach I mean they fired their their coach earlier much earlier with um, Mario Ledesma they've checked the whole time they've had some consistency in how they're trying to play I think they've I think the performances that they've had in the first two rugby championship games are a bit of a red herring because they've obviously kept back some of the players like Malia Sclavi and Chocobarres that can help them. And they were playing late into the French season as well. So, you know, I can see them improving a lot in these, in the upcoming games against the Springboks and then, you know, building some momentum and beating England. And then they find themselves in the quarterfinal. They can beat all of those teams (laughs) that they face in the quarterfinal, Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia. And then they're suddenly in the semifinal. And it won't be a comfortable semifinal, you know, You've got Bofele that can kick from 50 meters, basically. You've got, you know, I don't think there's a better team or there's a team with a better wing stock than Argentina, you know, with all the finishes that they have. You know, you've uh, they still have, que- I mean, there's questions up front, but they lose trio. If there's going to be a breakout play of, of the tournament, it's Juan Martin Gonzalez-Samsor. He's going to break someone's ankles like he did Vili So that's um, the Argentina reasons. The reason why they don't win, number nine, number 10. I don't trust Bertrand as a you know a international class number nine. Kubeli, I think is you know he's not his best days are behind him. Yeah, I just don't see the careers thing, man. I I I'm I'm not connecting with that. I don't think he's someone that can actually win you you know big games. So yeah, Sanchez it doesn't seem like he can do it anymore himself. But yeah, nine and ten is the reason why they can't really maybe go further than the semifinal.
0: Yeah, interesting. I nearly didn't unmute there. Um, Oh, man. I think the reason why they they make it out their pool uh, while they win it and why they don't win it are exactly the same. It's just pure, absolute raw passion. (laughs) And sometimes that raw passion turns into good rugby and other times it turns into the red mist. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. We will wait and see.
1: I still think Argentina, with the, with the world's longest intro in the national anthem, they use that way to sort of bore teams into like, <laughs> when they start singing. And then, like, then teams are sloppy for the first 20 minutes because they've been standing waiting for to start singing for about half
0: an hour. Pins and needles in their feet. One oaks because yeah, he wasn't wiggling his toes. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Okay. Samoa. Now, ah, oh, man, I just don't know. But Samoa, to get out of their group, uh, is probably. Because the red mist beats Argentina and uh, allows Samoa to beat them, um, and the reason why they don't is the same old, same old man. Like they just don't play enough uh, together. But Cooks, you reckon Samoa can make it out the group?
1: Yeah, I think they can. Um, out of all the Pacific island sides,
0: I think they're the most balanced in terms
1: of yeah. Oof, they, I mean, mm. pack wise, I um, like the Michael Yod, um Lotoa, Charles Mawina. I mean McFarlane. Like McFarlane, I think, who's is, is going to be the breakout player of the World Cup. I think he's going to be. There's a lot of people who don't know who he there. is, but I think by the time the World Cup ends, a lot of people will know he's. They will know why he's, he's so highly rated at, at Saracens. you got like Jordan Taufua, Chevy Chumang Allen, and you saw like Stephen Lutour, and then you got Limo Sipawanga, Timana Williams, Duncan Paiya. Like, you know, like it's such a great balance side, and it's not just like stacked too much in the backs and then sort of in the forwards laid down. So I think Samoa, out of all those sides, they, they're very, very balance and i think they can sort of can cause 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 a lot of damage in that group so I'm, I'm very very excited to see how they go and with them as well it's i think for them it's just probably combinations and spending time together that could let them down i mean obviously the, i'm sure these guys play a lot of games together and there's many games leading up to the world cup for them to sort of get the combinations in and sort of gel in time if that's could be their downfall
2: yeah i think cooks has nailed it if there's a team and I think they beat England rather than um, Argentina. I think if there's a team that makes it out
0: between Samoa and what? Japan, I'd like Samoa. Did you, you just know, say Samoa would... are going to beat England?
2: No, I didn't say they would. will, oh. but if the, if there's... Between the teams, between Argentina and England, I say Samoa is more likely to beat England than Argentina.
0: Oh, Borthwick is going to be looking for a job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, like Cook said, the most balanced. Because the, the dragons the ones. I'm sure he's a coach. <laughs> oh,
0: buddy Short Sean
2: Everett needs needs an assistant there at Edinburgh. But um, yeah, most balanced team out of the Pacific Island teams. Good up front. Really good Lucies. They've got a fly half. <laughs> you know that's a minimum requirement there. And yeah, good backline players as well. So, And they've been on a pretty good run, actually, the last two years. They've won basically all of their games against their fellow tier two opponents, and they've all won them by like, you know, a handful of points. So seems like they're just building that winning momentum as opposed to the other teams. So they're the ones that, that you can watch there. So uh, yeah, I would love to see Samoa at least cause a bit of a scare to England.
0: Okay, wrapping up the challenge cup side of the draw. Chile, chile. Um cooks. <laughs> are they gonna make it out there, group? Or are they gonna crumble?
1: I think it's a great story for them being there. You know, I think they I mm. think the, the, how the way they're qualified is fantastic. And I think, yeah, I think like um they'll be lovely to for upset, but I think for them and their side, I think it's more just sounds like happy to be there. I think they're gonna be thrilled. And I think they could possibly knock off a Samoa. We never know, but um, I think for them, yeah, qualifying the way they did it is such an incredible achievement. And I, I, and I think they're going to be they're going to be so so good to watch. And I, I'm very excited to see them there.
2: Yeah, put me into the Rodrigo Fernandez hype army right now. So obviously he scored that crazy try against the USA in the rain or in the mud, basically. Um, Jeez. Wheels, eh? To win, to 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 help you know win that tie. Um, I'm struggling for the name of their captain, the loose forward, but yeah, he's also like just a brilliant like, um, you know, spokesperson for the game for Chile, but also just a really good, like busy player as well. You know, yeah, I think Cooks, you're not wrong there. Chile, I mean, out of the four bottom teams, if it's Namibia, uh, Romania, Portugal and Chile, Chile probably have the best chance of getting a win, probably between them and Namibia, because... Yeah, you could see, and and I think Chile has at least two chances with both Samoa and Japan to maybe uh, put up a surprise there. So that would be the reason. But you know, it's going to be. I'm not sure if there's been a team that's played their first World Cup that's won. So it's going to be. I mean, like you know, obviously like a team like the Springboks is an exception, but it's going to be really tough to have them perform at this level with them playing for the first time. You know. Players, I mean, never mind the level of England or Argentina. I mean the level of Japan pretty much. That's that's a that's a big reach for them now.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, wraps it all up. So we've gone through pool A to D on reasons why a side will win or not win the Rugby World Cup. And in this, our third episode of the Rugby Bits and Pieces. Cooks, Tala, thank you so much for, uh, for your time and joining. It was an absolute blast. Um, to all of you out there, please like, subscribe and share. We look forward to being on your airwaves again soon. Have a great one. Goodbye.